hey, look for opportunities to touch. Massage one another, okay? Yeah. Massaging is important. Massage, you can't go to the spa right now. You don't got to be a professional. Just massage Ooh, each girl, other. girl, let me so tell don't you. Don't tell them right now. We got to go. You got to, you can that massage. That massage, sirs, sirs, let me just tell you right now, sirs. <laughs> You better YouTube how to give a massage. It ain't even got to be a good one. It could just be one. You just got some hot lotion and you said, lay down, babe. You just, just did that. I promise you, you're going to thank me. Yeah. You're going to thank me for that little tidbit right there. You're listening to the Marriage Monday Podcast with Dr. Jamone and Erica Glenn. With all the questions coming in and while we appreciate the wisdom of God that flows through our life, not because we know everything or experts, but because God grants us wisdom, uh, we just felt like more than just being able to Mm -hmm. give you answers, it would be better if we gave you tools to solve your problems, right? Strategies and tools to be able to help you solve your problems. Uh, As you see, the session tonight is called, We All Got Problems, but how do we (laughs) solve them, right? Nobody is exempt from having a problem, but it doesn't have to be that big, right? right? Just because you have uh, a concern or maybe even I dare say a conflict. It yeah. does not necessarily mean or that it's a deal breaker, right? That yeah. it has to destroy your relationship or destroy your family. Yeah. So, yeah. But conflict should be able to draw you closer. Mm-hmm. Conflict should be able to make you stronger. Uh, conflict should be something that you grow from and grow through. Right. It should not be a deal breaker. So tonight we just wanted to talk about uh, how, to uh, to deal with your problems and how to solve them. So as always, take notes, share. Uh, does that sound like something that you guys would be interested in learning tonight? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Thank you so much. So share, share, share. And uh, we're just going to get into it uh, again. We started right on time, but we got a lot to cover. And so we wanted to make sure that we were able to get into it. All right. So uh, uh, ho- hopefully if you're a believer that yeah. Christ is the center, center. Of, uh, of your relationship, if you're a believer that Christ is the center of your relationship, if, if, if not, if you're not a believer or you're married to a unbeliever, unbeliever yeah. the Bible says that the unbelieving spouse is sanctified by the believing spouse mm-hmm. and marriage is God's idea. It's God's concept. And so uh, adding God in the equation, equation, doing it God's way will always benefit you in marriage because uh, God defined marriage and marriage is God's idea. There is no better idea than love and relationship, right? Love and marriage. And so God has designed and ordained this idea. And so, of course, it is it is a blessed union uh, and do not live in the space of regret. Or woulda, shoulda, couldas, or what ifs, right? You're in it now. You made a covenant. Yep. You made an agreement now, and so we. What usually there are not are not bad marriages. They're just bad ingredients, mm-hmm. right? People who got married and using bad ingredients or bad tools, and and because your marriage now is whatever you feed it, it it grows or it mm-hmm. gets stronger. Whatever you starve, it gets weaker. Then this idea of love and marriage then has to be seeded or properly fed in order for it to blossom yeah. or bloom into what it is you want it to bloom. Yeah. Into, right? Yep. So the first strategy. Oh, you want me to just yeah. go into it? All the right. first strategy is communication without confrontation. Yeah, we got to find them. Yeah. So communication without confrontation. So 
this is a tool where we try to deal with uh, in the culture of your marriage. marriage yeah. You got to create the culture of communication, right? Mm-hmm. Where talking is what you do, not at each other, mm-hmm. but to each other. And talking is a part of the culture. It's respectful. It's in the rhythm of your life. It's what you do in the relationship is how you live right so if communication becomes the culture of your relationship then you don't have to try to find a way to communicate when you have a confrontation right confrontations will come up but they don't have to be deal breakers if you have a rhythm of communication when do you communicate how do you communicate how do you like to be communicated to who likes to be communicated? Who listens? Who talks? How do you respond? What do you do? You see my wife while I'm talking, she's nodding. <laughs> she's looking, right? These are body language. These are signals, signs. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. I'm with you. I'm not on the phone. I'm not scrolling. Yep. I'm not watching TV. I'm not clicking through the channels, right? So we create this culture of communication. And when you create a culture of communication, then you are cultivating a soil so that when you have a confrontation, you know what to do, right? Right. It doesn't have to turn into an argument. Some people grew up in an argumentative home, so their normal is dysfunctional, Mm -hmm. right? They only understand yelling and fussing, and they do not really understand how to properly communicate. And so when you properly communicate, then communication is a key that you use, and you have to do it without confrontation right without confrontation so this is an important tool you want to jump in on that yeah i just want to like you were saying that when you are um when you're communicating without confrontation you're just you're being very sensitive to the atmosphere um that you too are experiencing um you you're you're making sure that uh one person isn't angry or having to deal with something but you know cuz we always say what's what's the right time for you may not be the right time for us right. and you really need to make sure that it is the right time for us and not that i need to get this up off my chest so that i can feel better no that's not the right communication right. to make sure that you don't have confrontation and the person who is giving the information, you know, the person who called the meeting, the person who was listening or is the receptor inside of the meeting, you don't get to throw your stuff in during their meeting. That's like, a whole other concept. Though. Oh, I mean, you're oh, right. I'm sorry. Okay. But you just be careful because yeah, 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 you're, you're okay, talking okay, right. to them like they know what we're I talking know, about. Okay, but I'm now sorry. you so, got to explain a little bit. But you got to come to create a marriage yes, with that. Though. Right. But, but it's just simply that you just make sure that you that you're when you were talking about body language, that your body language is open, that your body is open, that you're listening and you're not listening to respond, but you're listening to understand and see where the person is coming from. That is communication without confrontation, because if you're already going on in your mind, you're not listening to anything that they're saying. And then after you get finished with the conversation, there will be confrontation because you really weren't listening. Yeah. And we have we have. We have what my wife was saying. I didn't want to cut her off, but she was talking to y'all like y'all know what we're talking about. So in our culture, in our culture, we talk about whoever calls the meeting gets to communicate first. Right. And if you commit, if you ask, hey, I need to talk to you, you get to communicate. And the other one respectfully receives that without interrupting. But when you have communication without confrontation uh, in this language, then you don't let it bubble up into something that it doesn't need to be. Right. And so everything is communicating. One of the things that we hear all the time in these Q&A's. My husband don't communicate. My husband, mm-hmm. he won't talk. He won't talk. And what we keep telling people is silence is talking. communication. 
saying nothing is communicating. If they don't feel open to talk, to say nothing, maybe they can't communicate at the speed or the level that you can communicate. Mm-hmm. But saying nothing is saying something loud and clear. So do not uh, assume that just because you guys, uh, just because one of you talks more than the other person talks, that does not mean that you are communicating, Mm -hmm. right? Because talking doesn't necessarily mean that you're communicating. Communication is when you're expressing your truth and it's being heard and reciprocated. Talking is you're saying what you want to say and the other person isn't necessarily hearing you or changing. So talking does not mean communicating. Sometimes the person that says nothing is communicating more than the person that's That's talking because the person that's talking is just talking and the person that's saying nothing is communicating. Yeah. So mm-hmm. learn to communicate without confrontation. That's number one. Go ahead. Uh, number two is create a safe space to be transparent. Create a safe space so there's to be transparent. transparent. So I got to find a, it. There's some, there is some intentionality that has to happen in uh, creating a safe space <laughs> to, be, to be transparent. Vulnerability, you know. But creating a safe space to be transparent is, is, is um, making sure that you talk about um, in a non-confrontational moment, you know, what are some of the, the rules of engagement? And I won't say rules to have a conversation, but rules of engagement with each other. What are some things that we w- that we will do and we will not do? And you need to have that conversation that when you're not angry or not or getting ready to have a conversation, but in a non-confrontational moment, we just talking about when we, when we communicate, how we're going to communicate to each other. What? I know that. Oh. I'm just listening to you. <laughs> Sorry. You well, how we're going to communicate with either, uh, each other, because that will allow the per- other person to be open and transparent. And then another thing is you want to um, make sure that you understand your um, your spouse's love language, because that helps, you know, loving on them, touching them in a conversation will help them to uh, to be transparent, to be open, to be loving. And sometimes you, if you have a hard thing to say, you might need to say it to yourself a couple of times to figure out how you can say that in a way that they're that they will receive it and because you can say you can say a a thing uh uh, i don't want to say yeah a good thing in the wrong way and then the person doesn't is not being is not receptive to what you're saying and what you're saying is really good but they're not being receptive to what you're saying creating a safe space to be transparent the number one rule is that you never use Mm -hmm. somebody's truth against Against them them. you never use somebody's truth against them if in a moment of vulnerability if somebody is willing to express to you a truth no matter how uncomfortable it may be or even i dare say how unreasonable (laughs) it may be uh, it is their truth yeah. and do not argue that truth and 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 allow them to be transparent and allow them to tell their truth without taking it personal. Yeah. Right. It is their truth. And so and once they divulge to you information 
share with you in a vulnerable moment a particular perspective, you no, never want to use yeah. it against them. You never want to throw it back up in their face in, their, in a heated moment. You never want to use it against them. You never want to create a moment with them where this now becomes a guarded space, yeah. right? Because you'll never be able to pull the truth from your partner, pull the truth from your spouse if you don't create a safe space to be transparent. You have to be in the realm of you can tell me anything. anything. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I don't care how how uh, how maybe irresponsible it is or was. I don't care how vulnerable it makes you. You can tell me anything. Your heart is safe here, right? And so because if you do not create a safe space to be transparent, the other person who feels a certain kind of way has that trapped inside of their mm-hmm. head. Uh, my wife and I, I would often tell her, and we, we created this space early in our marriage because it was 100% essential for the health of our marriage that I didn't live in my head, that she didn't live in her head, that we were able to communicate in a, in a, in a realm of trust and transparency. And some of those conversations that we had early on was was extremely uncomfortable, extremely uncomfortable for her to hear. And it was extremely uncomfortable for me to say. But at the same point, I had to say it because I had to be transparent. And then she had to decide if she was going to create a culture in our marriage. And I had to decide if I was going to create a culture in our marriage for truth. In our marriage, it was, it was me more than her. If I was going to create a culture of truth as she would create a culture of transparency where in our marriage we could say anything to each other and know that it was a sacred trust and never throw it up and use it against each other or if we would lose it and use it in our head yeah you don't want to say nothing to that you don't want to add to it okay (laughs) so number three number three that it's important for you to do is to i'm sorry that these are out of order and you're getting the cheats the sheet cheat sheets before you go but uh when you are in this process you clarify the problem without offering solutions Mm. this is challenging this is challenging for so many people (laughs) go first (laughs) Clarifying the problem without offering any kind of solutions. Um, oh, wow. I, I don't, I don't, I'm trying. Um, when you clarify the problem <laughs> without, offering, without solutions, offering any solutions, it's that you just simply look at the problem before you start trying to solve the problem. Like you, like under coming from where um, the person being able to uh, give you about how they feel about the situation um, where I don't know, because sometimes it's like a long road. He'll be like, why are you taking me all the way down this road? <laughs> it's like, why are you taking me all the way down this road before? And we could just do this. And sometimes you don't want a solution. Sometimes you just want to be heard. You just want somebody to that loves you, that that kind of knows what you're struggling with or whatever. You just want them to hear you and you want them to hear you all the way out. Because sometimes if you are able just to say it to somebody, you can even figure out what the solution is. And sometimes it may not even be a solution. You just might need it just to be able to get that out and you're good with it. So 
Well, yeah, because part of the goal is that you come to the solution together, right? right? And if you come to the solution together, as opposed to come to the solution yourself, then it doesn't create a sense of collaboration or need for the other person. So if I have a problem and I also bring the solution to the problem, and I know that's different because in business, like in leadership, I tell Mm -hmm. my team, I say, never bring me a problem without without a solution, (laughs) right? Is what I say. But in your marriage, you want to allow space for problem solving so that there's room for collaboration because other than that, the other person feels like, oh, you already figured this out or my opinion don't matter. You're just asking me for the sake of checking off the checklist to say we talked about it and you really didn't talk about it. So you have to be patient and allow the process. So like for instance, and this is just a this is just a very transparent uh, situation. You can say, you can say if the problem is or the challenge is, hey, I got a job offer in Chicago, right? I got a job. <laughs> hey, I got a job offer in Chicago, oh, really? right? And then, and then when you say that, you can say, so what do you think, right? I got a job offer in Chicago. What do you think about that? What is instantly it draws her in? It means she. Uh, that, that her opinion matters, that there's value that she can add, that the conversation creates some level of uh, her thought process in it too. So I included her in the process. Here's the challenge. we I got a job offer in Chicago. What do you think about it? Versus, hey, I got a job offer in Chicago. The kids will be all right. They'll make an adjustment. Everything's going to be fine. You know, we're going to take this and we're going to go. Now, I kind of included her, but I really didn't include her in the process, right? I may be present presented it to her, but I didn't include her in the process. So therefore it broke down our ability to come up with the solution together and to be able to both vent out and process and think out loud and talk about what you think and talk about what you want and talk about what you need and talk about what you desire. And so when you don't do that, when you don't open that up and create that, that, that equal way, then something that should have never been a, a problem, something that should have been able to draw you closer and build your relationship now create a gap between you right. and conflict, and now you create a conflict over something that was supposed to supposed to add value to your relationship. And bring you closer together, right? Because when you do, when you when you have a problem, or when you're working on something together, it allows you to to be able to be more uh, intentional and more intimate. <laughs> Excuse me, right? Bless you, more intimate with each other. Yeah. And so I think some people look at problems like, oh, that's your problem, or that's something that you need to deal with. But really, it's an opportunity for you guys to come together and to head and to deal with something head on in partnership versus kind of like in a silo or by yourself. That's right. Is this good for you guys? I mean, you guys look like you're taking notes and it's going it's going well. Is this helping you? Is this helping you? So that's number one is communicate without confrontation. Number two is create a safe space to be transparent. Number three is clarify the problem without offering solutions. Why? Because you want to remember that problem solving is a process, okay? Yeah. Problem solving is a process. Problem solving is a part of the process. It is natural to get in a problem. You want to Anybody that you solve a problem with, you end up celebrating mm-hmm. the victory, right? They, you, uh, they're able to see they're not the problem. This is the problem. This scenario, this situation is the problem, as opposed to them feeling like because you got a problem, the problem is with them. Does that make sense? So because problem solving is the is a part of the process, then when you have a problem, include your spouse in the problem solving process, right? It's very simple. Include them in the problem solving process. All right, here we go. Number four, number four. Let's see. I'm probably going to get it wrong. 
uh, right out the gate, but you'll you'll figure it out. All right. So now what do you want to do? <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. Consider the possibilities. All right. Consider the possibilities. Consider the possibilities. It's a process. Everybody type. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. Come on. Type it. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It's a what? It's a, a what? Process. It's a what? It's a what? Right? So it just because you having a problem doesn't mean that it has to become a problem. problem. Right. It can just become your problem. I always say to my wife, I'm like, I'm like, if I ever come at you and I come in the house mad about something, the worst thing you can do is think that I'm mad about you. The best thing that you could do is be mad with me. The best thing you could do is be like, if I come in like, man, can you believe that? The best thing you could be like, yeah, man, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe that. Like, now that's our problem. Now you're not the problem. I'm not saying you're the problem. But now, now it became our mm-hmm. problem. And when it becomes our problem, then now we, we can solve the problem. And what the enemy always tries to do is the enemy always try to make something that really is your problem, mm-hmm. the try to make the other person the problem. And the other if it's if you're married, if you're married, y'all on the same page, you're on the same team. If, if, if we're, when we're married, her problem is my problem. My problem is her problem. Her problem should be my problem. My problem should be her problem. Even if I'm a part of the problem, if it's her problem, it's my problem. Even if she's a part of my problem, if it's my problem, it's her problem. She should never be the problem. I should never be the problem. We got a problem. Does right. that make sense to you? Exactly. Because the enemy does mess with you by yourself. And he pr- tries to pull you by yourself so that you don't come into this collaboration or into this partnership where you should be. But looking at it like that is so true because you had to teach me that. you like, it's not, I'm not mad at you and because because I'm learning, trying to be married. I'm like, oh, he must be mad at me. My husband be like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at this. I'm just, I'm just passionate and, and it's not directed towards you. And then I'm like, okay, so I need to get as passionate as you are in a sense so that you will see that I'm not against you either with you having a quote unquote problem. You're bringing it to me so that we can talk about what needs to happen. And then you feel strength because you're not by yourself, but the enemy will want to make you think and feel, oh, you got this. You can handle this. No, you'll feel more strength with your partner sharing than than you would by yourself in a silo. That's right. And so you on the same team. So never let your problem, never let your partner, never let your spouse be the problem. Never let your spouse be the problem. Even if your spouse is the problem, (laughs) don't let them be the problem. Okay. Make it your problem. Problem, It's our problem. problem. We got a problem. We got a problem. We don't got no problem. We got a problem. What's the problem? We got a problem because I'm hungry and, and, you, and you don't cook. We got a problem because I pay all the bills and you don't contribute. We got a problem because whatever the problem is, it's your problem. It's, it's your problem. unit's mm-hmm. problem. It's your nation's problem. It's not individual problem. Yeah. Yep. Because that caused separation. Yeah. Okay. I'm a right there. Y'all talking. All right. Now, here we go. So what am I doing? So I want to consider the possibilities. So now when we present a problem, hey, let's consider the possibilities. Don't have enough energy between each other to necessarily communicate through it. Then you write it down. You write it down. 
Write it down. Let's think of. Make it an exercise. Hey, let's think of all the possible (laughs) solutions that we can solve this problem. What can we do? Ooh, and nobody shoot it down. Ooh, we could try this. Ooh, we could do this. Oh, we could try this. Right? Yeah. Because in that place, in that place of creativity, of coming up with a possibility, it's not, you have not made a... You're getting close. No, I'm not moving. Oh, I'm, okay. moving you over. Like I'm, saying, to I'm saying you're but getting in closer. That, in that place, in that place of possibilities, you are exploring all of the possibilities. So in that place, you need to make it very fluid. Yeah. You, you don't, don't judge it. it. You don't judge it. You don't make a permanent, you're not writing with a permanent marker. Nope. You're writing with a pencil. And you understand all that it is with a pencil. What and it you is. can create and you can think and you can be intentional, but you can just like be so open. And and it's very important that when you're in this process, that one person doesn't, you know, is trying to be in a in a in a uh, in a permanent state because then you really kill the creativity and the possibilities that right. You don't you shut them down. There. You don't shut them down. Yeah. Even if it's a even if in your head you're like, yeah, this nah, we ain't happen. doing that. Right. You'd be like, okay, let's just put it on the board. Yeah, let's, let's just, just try let's it. Just try I don't it. know. What do you think? Let's talk it out. Let's play the scenarios out. Because when you're trying to problem solve, the worst thing you want is somebody to quench it. Right. While you're in the process of that trying to solve it. All we're doing is thinking it together. We're just brainstorming. So write it down. Talk about it. Don't evaluate it. Yeah. Don't judge it. Just consider the possibilities. Ooh, what if we did this? Ooh, what if we tried it like that? Well, what if this? Well, what if that? And you just go back and forth until eventually you'll hear what mm-hmm. the best solution is in that particular scenario. And you provide the best solution for that scenario. Because it's a brain dump. And yeah. to me, being able to brain dump with your partner is another way to make sure that that's pushing you guys together. That's right. So good. So next one. Y'all got that one? All right. I don't know. Uh, where are we at? Here we go. I hit it in two tries. All right. Next one is compromise. compromise. Everybody type it. Come on. <laughs> compromise. 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 So now Christ is the center of your marriage. You communicate it. You created space to be transparent. You clarify the problem without offering solutions. You consider the possibilities. Now you decide what's the best possibility for your us. marriage, yes. for us. us, not for me, not for you. What is the best scenario for us? For us. And then we compromise because either you could be right or you could be, be married, married, right? You can win or you can work together. What, what do you want to do? Because working together is winning mm-hmm. and being married is what's right. So you can try to prove, I, I, I got the idea, I came up with it. Or either you can say, hey, what's the best, what's the best solution for us? us. What puts that is a win, us? That's a win-win for us. Yeah, what puts us, us in the best place? Position, yeah. What puts us in the best place financially? What puts us in the best place emotionally? Mm-hmm. What puts us in the best place uh, spiritually? What puts us, what puts our legacy in the best place? Hmm? Yeah. What puts our what puts our future in the best place? What puts our children in the best place? Hmm? What puts our family in the best place? Right. Because most people that are arguing, they're talking about single stuff right. in married in married territory. Situation. Right. Exactly. Married situations, so single, good. single stuff in married situations. Hey, this ain't about me. This ain't about you. Right. This is about us. What puts us in the best possible situation? And then even if it wasn't my idea, man of God, Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't my idea, man of God, even if it wasn't your idea, woman of God, 
But still, the idea is I'm going to go with what is best for for our family based on the vision that we have for our nation, for our unit, for our team, for our future. Yeah, that's good. And I think the whole, all of the steps and then getting to the, you know, right before you get to compromise is looking at when you have that possibility conversation, you can kind of see, you know, when we're making this compromise, where percentage of it is, that's what's best for us. That's what's best for us. So that it's everybody write down us, everybody type down us, 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 not me, not you, we, us, you, us. Us, right? What's best for us? Yeah, yeah. But I was just, just, just making sure that that possibility piece is so important that when you get to that compromise piece, you don't really feel that you're quote unquote compromise on the flip side of it. Why? Because you were able to voice how you feel, what you think, your idea, like all of that. And sometimes just getting it out is good. And then when you come to a place, you're like, okay, I said all of that, but now this is what is best looking at everything. This is what's best for us. So I'm good with all of that. But I think a lot of sometimes people in marriage are very, are, are, when you said that about living this single life, like it's, it's, it's not a single life. You, you gave that up when you went to the altar and you came back to get, and you came together. You give it up every well, day, every day. Yeah. Now you like, started yeah, to give it up at, at the, the altar, altar and then you give it up every day. You give up more of you to become us. And me coming and us becoming, I we. mean, me coming us is more important is what God wants for our lives to become one to become one. Right. So when you feel like when you feel that whole thing that y'all not vibing on the same page, you need to find out what it is that's causing that that friction in between you, because that's where the enemy can come in and separate you. And, you know, just it's just not good. But right. the whole possibility and then coming to a place where we are in a win win situation and we're compromising for the betterment of our marriage, our legacy, our nation. It's always going to be good. That's right. Right, we got three more. Here we go. Uh, where is it at? Um, next one. Next one. Next one. Next one. Here it is. Everybody read that. Choose a solution that takes the least from each of you. That's good. Choose a solution that takes the least from each of you. Now, when we get ready to make the decision, Choose the scenario that t- that takes the least from yeah. each of you. Maybe so at one point somebody's gonna gonna give more, mm-hmm. but the person that gives more in the decision, the other person has to be conscious that they gave more. Mm. Uh, this is just being transparent. My wife and I we're in a situation where. We're making a choice that we know God wants us to make. That's about our future. That's what's best for our family and what's best for what's next. In the immediate, it feels like that I get the better benefit of that scenario. She can, my children can see how they can grow into that space because they give up so much for the decisions that we're making. I'm conscious of what they're giving up for the choice that we're making for us. So that I'm always looking for how this benefits them in the decision that we made for us. Because right now, it feels like I benefit the most. 
in the future, I know because I'm the visionary that they will benefit the most, but it takes time. But yeah. the important part is as the leader and the visionary of the family that I can't run off into my opportunity and forget yeah. that it's Come costing on. them something in the That's process something. and that I'm consciously always looking for creating, thinking of how they can both be involved in my next mm-hmm. as well as benefit from the yes. next so that even though it feels in this moment like they may be giving up the most that I'm consciously making sure that I give back yeah. to them double whatever they gave up for me in the process. So good. And so you choose always the solution that takes the least from each of you. And when that's not possible to choose what takes the least from each of you, because one person has to give marriage isn't 50, 50. No. It's 100, 100. It's 100, 100. And both people are trying to give 100, 100, not to go halfway. And sometimes you got to give your whole hundred while the only per- while the other person can only give 50, even though they trying to give a hundred, all they got is 50. Then you don't stop. I'm only going, I'm only right. going to do halfway. No, you give everything you got and you try to make the decision that takes the least from each of you. Does that make sense? You're a little so too good. comfortable tonight. You need no. to chime in, woman of God. No, but that's good because it's it's true. Because I think, like you were saying, that you know, people believe, or oh, if I give, I give a 100 and they give 50, or I, I can only give whatever. But at the end of the day, you want to know that you gave everything that you're supposed to give to that person because, you know, uh, I. I always say the judgment line, you know, you don't go into heaven as a married couple. I just have to. This is what I do. So but you go you go in in a single file line. And at the end of the day, you have to know that whatever you're supposed to do for your spouse, you didn't hold back because you felt like you felt like were they not giving me everything and they're not they they don't uh, they don't see what what I'm doing that they don't see the sacrifices that I'm making you have to know that you are being obedient to your vow you're being obedient to what you said that you were going to do and you give your 100 and when you give your 100 you're going to benefit from from it all because it's a win-win situation i mean and if one of your like so it's all kind of scenarios if one of you choose to go back to school cuz you know in the long run Mm, that that's going to benefit mm-hmm. your family, right? So then maybe the person that's in school doesn't have all the presence, right? The the being there because they're studying, they're yeah. working, they're doing extra, they're doing all this stuff, right? And so it may feel like for that moment that, that the other person mm-hmm. that's not in school is carrying the weight of the relationship. Well, hey, guess what? You, you might be carrying the weight of the relationship, but that doesn't have to become a problem for you because it's, it's temporary. Right. Because it's you know temporary. that right now I'm carrying the weight of the relationship because you are increasing your education because when you increase your education, you create a better opportunity. You set a higher standard for our family. You set a better money uh, money flow for our family. And when you finish with school, then the weight will come back for our equilibrium. But right now, you go do that. I'm going to do this. And we're going to function together and choose the, the solution that, that takes the least from us. And you being aware or gone there doesn't mean you're taking anything from yeah. me. You're adding something to me is just in this moment you are giving yourself to our future 
And then later, what you give to our future will give itself okay, back to right. our home. And right now, I'm not going to have a comparison pity party right. of who's doing what, because what we are doing is benefiting both of us, right. even though you might be carrying more than I'm carrying right now. It's quality over quantity. quantity. Yeah. It's quality over quantity, quality, quality, quality over quantity. OK, mm-hmm. and you have to understand that that's what it's about when you're choosing a solution that takes the least from each of you. So even if you have to give it up, even if I'm giving up whatever I'm giving up, I know that I'm giving it up with purpose. It's not being taken from me. Right. It is being freely given to the contribution of our family and our history. And it's a seed that you're sowing into your marriage. It's a seed that you're sowing. So if it's a sacrifice, it's a seed that you're sowing and it's going to come back and you're going to see it in a different way. And you're going to see the manifestation of, of quote unquote, what you gave up in a certain season in another season when, when you will reap from that season. You understand why probably today it felt so hard after we were so clear about the topic then it became very difficult to accomplish it. But I appreciate you guys being here tonight. I appreciate you sharing and I appreciate you showing up Mm -hmm. because we pour out of our life, we pour out of our soul and for transparency, right? This is it. This, we don't get paid. We don't charge you before you start, uh, before you come in, Mm -hmm. right? This, you, this is, this is out of our soul, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things attached to these moments. We can feel the weight of these moments on your family and on your relationships, both present relationships. We got single people on here. Also people that are having relationships in the balance for your future. And so we try to contribute and bring something that has value to you. So thank you for being here and thank you for showing up. So number seven, number seven, Mm. let's see, here it is. I hit it the first time (laughs) because I hit it a million times before. Commit to it. Commit to it. Commit to it. Once you make a decision, commit to it. Once you made a choice, commit to it. Once you came to the conversation, commit to it. No turning back, no fussing about it. Mm-hmm. Commit to it. Commit this is what we said we're going to do. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And we're not going to fight about it. We're not going to fuss about it. This ain't about who right, who wrong. Mm-hmm. We're going to commit to the decision. Now, I'm not saying you commit to the decision to a, to a, to a to fault a where right. you both agree that you made a bad decision <laughs> and you probably should go left right now. Talk about it and then d- decide to, 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 to call an audible. Right. Don't be prideful. Don't if be you, prideful. When you commit to something and both of y'all are on the same page and it's not working, talk, it over talk about it and don't be prideful. Just just because, you know, just to say, oh, I, I said that, so I'm going to hold on all the way to till it burns up. No, don't be prideful. Yeah. And commit to it. Right. Really? Commit. C-O-M-M-I-T. Make a 100% commitment. Don't be second guessing. Don't be backing up out of it. Don't be willy wonk. No, don't play with this thing. Commit to it. Everything in you, commit to it. Your mind, your, your body, heart, your, yes, and your body. That's good, man. Like, don't allow, don't, don't just say yes for the sake of quote unquote, this is what I'm supposed to do and I better say yes. No, commit, like tell your mind, I am committing to this decision that we have made together. My mind, my body, and my soul. Because you can, you can be going on a road and you'll be surprised. And I'm really saying this for wives. 
because you'll have a conversation with your husband and you guys will banter or go back and forth or whatever. But when you walk out of that room that you that you are united in mind, body and soul and you can't sit in the back and be like, well, I'm just agreeing to I'm agreeing to this because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yes, you need to be obedient to that. But in the same frame, there are certain things that God sees your heart. And God sees if if you are saying okay or agreeing to it and with a stubbornness, with the funk, with the nasty attitude, He can see all of that. And you, if because you agreed with Him, even if you quote unquote don't think that it's the best thing, that it's a way that God will make it right, right just because you two are on the same page. If any two. Get any two touch, touch and, and agree. agree as touching anything, anything it shall, shall be, established. be established, and that's why the, the earlier steps are so important. Yes. Because if you mm-hmm. be quiet when you should talk, exactly, when and then now all of a sudden, step. now all of a sudden you want to talk when you should be quiet, that's where you get a problem. Yep. No, when it's time to talk, when we're working it, when we're working, we're working through, through it, it yeah. this is the time for you to have your when we're brainstorming, yeah. when we're speaking our peace, yeah. when we're having our yep. our our passionate discussion. <laughs> this is the time. But once we get down, now we down here to number yeah. seven, where we where we already made a decision and it's time to get into it. Now you him like, on. Uh, that's this ain't the time for you to to bring up second thoughts and second guess. We do all that up in up four and three yeah. and five. We not that we that we at seven right now. Right. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> we we at number more. seven. We got one more step right now. Okay, we at seven. We ain't got time for that. Right. And when you get to by the time you get to seven, you commit to it because yeah. you spent the time, time and the energy yeah. through the process. And this why this why sometimes we wrestle with. If this works, right? This is why we wrestle with doing counseling with people and all of that stuff mm-hmm. because people want us to extract and give them the tools, mm-hmm. but they run to ask us questions, all these questions in the Q&A, but then we give you the Q&A and we answer it. You still got to what? Commit to it. Think, yeah. When you leave counseling, you still got to what? Commit to it. Mm-hmm. When you finish church, you still got to commit to it. After you finish talking about it, you still got to commit to it. And so we could tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you, but if you don't commit yeah. to it, Nothing in your family is going to change. It's, it didn't happen overnight. Right. And it's not going to change yeah. overnight. It is a process. Everything is a process. And you have to commit yourself to your marriage. Yeah. Commit yourself to the tools that you get. Commit yourself to the fact, oh, that's too much work. I don't got time to be taught. It was too, it was, it was a lot of work for you Come to on. date her. It was a lot of work for you to take her out, for you to ask her to marry you. It was a lot of work for you to change your name, your yep. zip code, your mm-hmm. address, all this. Don't put all of the work in and now you're here in this place and you, you give it, up. Yeah. You give up because now you're frustrated and you don't want to put the work in, all right? It right. doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to, everything requires a certain level of process if it's going to produce purpose. Yeah. It's just a everything. part of it. Everything, everything requires a certain level of process if it's going to produce purpose. So if you're going to get there, you commit to it. And right. when it's time to talk about it, talk about it. We, we always say uh, there's a difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Yeah. Don't be a peacekeeper. Keeper. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. What's the difference, you ask? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> a, pe- a peacekeeper said, hmm, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't feel like arguing today. I just decided to be quiet. Hold my peace and I ain't gonna say let the Lord fight my battle no but what's a peacemaker a peacemaker Mm -hmm. steps into the conflict of a moment to make peace out of the situation I come in peace 
even though I have to address yeah. conflict so that we can create a different paradigm yeah. or a different dynamic. Blessed are the peacemakers, mean I step into the moment and I come yeah. in peace. I've come to make yeah. peace, but I'm not going to be a peacekeeper. I have a whole conversation in my yeah. head and on the phone and with my boys and with, with my, my girls yeah. and with my people at work and with my mama and my family and all of them. And everybody know my business and everybody know my problem, but nobody knows, but your spouse doesn't know what's in your head because right. you decided to hold it when you should have been communicating. Right. And the danger of, of the whole spreading of sharing is that you guys will come back together. And then all of that that you shared with everybody else, you didn't go back and say, we fixed it. We didn't. And so now they have a perception of your spouse that is not even uh, that's not right because you shared something that really if you just shared it with that person that it really is going to benefit from. Then you would have come to a place of peace. Come on, type it for me. Commit to it. Commit to it. Commit to it. Commit to it. What's our last one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't find Here it is. Last one. Now, we got to say this one. Because mm-hmm. this is this is about being yeah. healthy. Got, right. Counseling and coaching investment in your relationship. Yes. This is people are people always black and brown people in particular think mm-hmm. that if something you go to wrong. counseling, something is wrong. No, nah, man. Maybe it's just counseling gives you tools. Counseling lets you talk it out in a non-confrontational moment. Counseling lets you hear yourself before you say it, right? It's a safe space. You pay somebody to help you process your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because they bound by law not to repeat it. So you don't got to worry about (laughs) somebody coming back and saying what they heard or somebody thinking a certain way or viewing your family or your marriage in a different way. Mm -mm, They quiet. They have to be quiet. And so when you get counseling, marriage counseling or marriage coaching, it's an investment in your marriage. Anything that you want to succeed at, anything that you want to become better, you can see it by the treasure. By Show me your treasure, I'll show you your harvest. Mm. Show me your seed, I'll show you your harvest. Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And so when I Pay money, make an investment in my time, right. make an investment with my money to to take notes, to learn, to add, to communicate, to to sit down, to process yeah. our thoughts, to 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 not take it out on each other, but to to invest in our marriage. When we buy a book, when we take mm-hmm. a seminar, when we go to yeah, a retreat, conference, yeah. a retreat, when we when we uh, when we when we when we learn about ourselves, yeah. it's an investment in our marriage. And everybody wants a great marriage, but no Nobody one wants, wants to, to make an investment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. And I think it's it's very especially as you said for brown for brown brown people, we feel that that if there's something that's wrong, then we go and fix it. But to me, marriage has in my mind has always been um, that the information that you get, you may not need it right now, but I got it in my, I I have it in my arsenal. I have it in my vat. I can pull it out. If whenever I need it, I could give it to somebody else. It's, you know, when we do marriage conferences or marriage retreats, we have a couple that comes to every single one and they are a great couple and we don't look at them like something is wrong. They told us, they would tell anybody, you need to just come because nothing has to be wrong in 
your marriage for you to be at a marriage retreat or at a marriage marriage conference. We don't want nothing to be wrong. So we're trying to get all the information that we can to work on it because your marriage is a living organism. It is alive. You don't feed your child one time and say you good for the rest of your years. No, you feed them every single day, three and four times a day. Why? Because it's a living organism organism that is growing, that is developing, and your marriage, 10, 15, 20 years, it needs all of the ingredients of past marriages and tested things and 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 every and it's and to and the one thing about marriage is one thing or one way doesn't work for everybody. It just doesn't. And so there's a lot of information that's going to strengthen your marriage. And because your marriage is a living organism, what worked in this season may not work in another season. Why? Because you're growing. It doesn't mean that something is necessarily wrong, but you're growing and you want to grow together. And so if you're growing together, we get the right information of how we're supposed to be interacting with each other. And some of us have never seen a good marriage and we're in a, we're in a marriage, but we've never seen marriage and we need to admit to each other. We don't know how to do this. Yeah. We don't know how to be married. So let's get all of the information that we can so that we can be married correctly. Cause some people are divorced and they probably, if they would have just had a good conference, if they would have just read a good book in their own silo by themselves. Yeah. Now they're like, you know what? I could have made that work. Yeah. I could, if I would have had some different information, I could have made things work. So Investing and counseling and coaching is a great investment investment and it's something that you should look for like you look for your vacation. Yeah, like you look for an accountant. Exactly. Like you look for a when you get yep. ready to try to find a house, like you look for a nutrition when you're trying to uh, lose weight, like you look for a trainer yep. when you're trying, when you learn, hey, I don't really know how to lift weights. I don't know how to train. Exactly. I don't know how to train my body. Hey, I don't know how to invest. I don't know how to manage money. I don't know how to find a house. You look for the people yep. that have expertise and specialties in those areas, areas and you right. make an investment. And we watch married couples spend money in all mm. types of places and never spend money in their marriage. Never make an investment in your marriage or they make an investment one time and think that's it. Why? Because they take a whole bunch of notes, they write it down, but they don't commit to the process or what you hear in one season Mm-hmm. does not necessarily apply in that right. series. So because you don't need it right there, you tuck it away. And then when you need it again, mm-hmm. you forget it and you got to refresh, you got to restore. So never come to a place where you feel like you don't need to receive counsel. Right. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there mm-hmm. is safety, right? And so the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So take counseling and coaching yeah. and make it an investment. Watch YouTube's, watch yeah. Come to Marriage Monday, <laughs> uh, get around healthy couples and healthy friendships, come to conferences and retreats, get books, sow money, sow seed, pay for a counselor to listen, to talk it through, make the investment in your marriage because whatever you invest in Mm -hmm. is what you get a harvest Harvest from. Come on, sir. Okay. Whatever you invest in is what you get a harvest from. And and some stuff you got to make sure that you don't just kind of try to take it for free. Right. Like contribute to whatever's feeding you. Yeah. Feed mm-hmm. yourself, right? right? Make sure that you are investing in your relationship because then everybody's frustrated. They got a thousand questions for the Q&A. They want us to solve, 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 but then won't go back and apply what it is that we told them. Won't yeah. go back and invest in your marriage. Yeah. Commit Commit to it. Commit to it. You heard it. Now get involved. Get into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. 
It's so good because I just really feel that we got Q and A. Oh, but say what you was about to say. I just really I feel like that is uh, everything is good. Everything was good, but I feel that that is like a major nugget in marriages is that you feel like okay, I got it. You know, I I did the premarital counseling and I'm good and. I don't know. I pre- and some people didn't do premarital counseling. So really, what we're finding out with so many people with these yeah. questions, they're saying, "Hey, we didn't have premarital yeah. counseling. We didn't talk about sex. We didn't talk about money. money. We didn't yeah. talk about debt in premarital counseling. We, we didn't just said love, and we got married. Yeah. We didn't talk about family planning, man." Yeah. Listen, we're so sorry if that's your life, but if that happened to you, or even if you did, maybe you were unbelievers when it happened. Yeah. Maybe you were young when it was happening. Maybe you had children already when that happened. Maybe now yeah. you got children, or maybe now your children are gone. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't mean that you can't yes. can't go and stimulate the mentality, the culture of your family yep. by having a conversation with somebody that can give you an outside perspective. Yep. I always say. You cannot see yourself when you're in the frame. You need somebody else that's looking Looking. at the frame to help you see what you miss because human nature normalizes environments. Human nature normalizes creatures of habit. That's why people end up cheating and getting in outside relationships because something you used to see and admire in your spouse all of a sudden became regular and ordinary and then somebody picked that thing out and made it attractive to them and started feeding it and then that guy caught up in a situation, yeah. start feeding their mind, feeding their intellect. And so human nature automatically normalizes things and familiarity settles in and then familiarity breeds contempt. You start to take each other for granted. You start to take your talents for granted. You start to take your gifts for granted. And when you do that, then you do not celebrate what belongs to you. Exactly. And anything that remains uncelebrated mm-hmm. ends up leaving your, your life, life because it feels diminished. It feels unappreciated. And all the time it was yours. It yep. was in your house it was for you but you can't see yourself when you're in the frame and so you need somebody else that's outside of the frame to look inside the frame and help you see what you do not see counseling and coaching is a investment before we end the marriage monday podcast we invite all to take the marriage confession repeat after the glens My marriage is blessed. My spouse and I are led by the Spirit of God. When we pray together in unity, our prayers are powerful and we get results. We make every effort to establish peace and harmony in our home. Together, we walk in agreement and we are an unstoppable force. If we get angry, we are quick to forgive so that we do not have strife in our relationship. We are not self-seeking, rude, proud, boastful, or jealous. Instead, we are loving, kind, patient, and we put each other's needs before our own. We trust each other and we protect the sanctity of our marriage. God joined us together as one. And we will not be separated. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Monday podcast with Dr. Jamon and Erica Glenn. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can show your support by subscribing, sharing with your friends on social media, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you and join us next time for another episode of the Marriage Monday podcast.